I'm going to read this morning from uh, Ephesians chapter 1. I'm going to read from verse 3 down to probably verse 6. So if you've got a Bible, let me invite you to turn to Ephesians. Paul writes to the Ephesians, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love he predestined us for adoption as sons, through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, with which he has blessed us in the Beloved. So as you probably know, we're working our way very slowly and fairly thoroughly through, through Paul's letter to the Ephesian church, otherwise known as Ephesians. And from verse 3 of chapter 1, we have kind of a mini-series developing. And Paul writes in verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing. And so from now on, until I say otherwise, every sermon I preach from Ephesians will be a spiritual blessing that our Heavenly Father has blessed us with. So we're kind of expanding our, our praise vocabulary in this series. So maybe in a few months' time when Steve says, use your own words to praise Jesus, you'll have lots of things that you could list to praise Jesus with, all these spiritual blessings that God has poured out on us. And, 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 and our Father, our Heavenly Father, if you didn't know, is the, he's the most generous and lavish and gracious <laughs> being in the entire universe. There is no one as generous and lavish and gracious as him. And, and, and he's shown this lavish generosity to you, his children. He's shown it to you. And last time we looked at the fact that before he created the universe, you were on his mind. He'd, he's written every one of your days in his book before he made the world. He chose you in Christ, that you'd be holy, that you'd be set apart for him. He chose that you would be blameless, that your life would match up to your calling and he chose you. He chose you. You look really happy about that fact. He chose you ahead of time. And even more than that, he predestined that he would adopt you into his family. In other words, he, he set boundaries in your life in such a way that you would make the choice to become a Christian. He chose that you would be saved. He chose to save you. He chose that you would be his son and daughter. And he chose you before he created the universe. And so, how does that make you feel? Well, it makes me feel special. That the creator of the universe chose to save me. He chose me. Why? I have no idea. I've got even less of an idea why he chose to save you lot. But he did. And so, praise him. Praise the Lord. He chose to save us. Hallelujah. And even more than that, he not only chose to save you, but he delights in you. He delights in you. Not just the person sitting next to you, but in you. He delights in you. There's this amazing verse in the third chapter of Zephaniah. I don't know if you've ever read Zephaniah. 
Zephaniah 3.17, probably the most famous verse in, in the book. It says, The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exult over you with loud singing. And that last phrase, he will exult over you with loud singing, can literally be translated, he rejoices over you with a shout of joy. We haven't had any shouts of joy this morning, but God right now is rejoicing over you with a shout of joy. Over you. Over you. He loves you so much. He takes joy in you. You don't make him depressed. You don't make him sad. He rejoices in you. He takes joy over you. He shouts with joy over you. And, and follow this. The reason he takes joy in you is because you belong to him. And the reason you belong to him is because he's brought you into his family. And let me just clarify that point. When I say that God has brought you into his family, I don't mean this church. I don't mean because you're part of our family here in Christ Church Christian Centre that you're part of God's family. The two don't marry up. And so when I say God's family, I'm not talking about human relationships or man-made buildings where people meet. When I say God's family, I'm talking about people who've been spiritually born again. Whatever church you go to or not. Humanly speaking, you may be part of the family here in this group of people. You may be part of the furniture in some cases. But unless you've repented of your sin and God has caused you to be born again, you're not part of God's family. And the only way to become one of his family is to accept the grace of God and surrender your life to Jesus. And so, if you are saved and God has brought you into his family, how has he brought you into his family? How has he done that? Well, it says in love, he predestined us for adoption of sons through Jesus Christ. It's through Jesus that you've been made a son or daughter of God. Jesus died so that your sin would be forgiven. That's why he died. He died so that you would receive eternal life, that your old life would be gone, that you'd no longer be under the authority of the devil, but that you would be under the life-giving authority of God. Jesus died so that you could know the joy of being adopted by Father God, the creator of the universe. So he takes joy in you because you belong to him. You belong to him because he's brought you into his family and he brought you into his family through the sacrifice of Jesus. But I love asking questions of the Bible and I want to ask why? Why? Why, why, why? Why did he predestine you and me for adoption? Why did he do that? Because I've got nothing to offer. He doesn't need me. He doesn't, 